Hey, 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 welcome everybody to Common Sense Isn't So Common, your almost favorite podcast. When I had a chat with Jordan King, he talks about observation, noticing things and doing things with that. Now, I'm not talking about Sherlock Holmes type noticing things, but the kind that I am talking about is not that hard. All you got to do is apply yourself to it. And like any of the other skills that I've talked about, you can be the best. I mean, seeing reactions in people, seeing the most obvious things. Now, before we get into this, I want you to listen to this, please. So that song was called Red. And that song was created by More Av Underground. They wrote it, they played it, and it sounds amazing. If you think otherwise, uh, I don't really care. Anyway, um, that's the red. It's still playing in the background. But this episode is sponsored by the sit by Awesome Music, and that Awesome Music is created by More Av Underground. They're um, they keep doing shows and they keep creating great content and great energy. You know, I've said it and I'll say it again. The energy that they bring to live shows is unlike I've ever seen anywhere else. It's absolutely amazing. Um, They do have a new show coming up. It's an Inwood Customs Rig Fest Reloaded. If you want to know where that is, you can Google it. Uh, It's coming up on the 2nd of September. If you want to check that out, I'm sure you will not regret it. Um, They're doing a show for... Chris Whitcroft, the YouTuber, the YouTuber, that's the word, the YouTuber who uh, owns One Pug Life, the channel One Pug Life, and uh, he wants a rock show done, and you know, more Av is going to oblige, I can guarantee you that. You know, check that out, if you want to download maybe their free demo, you can find that on moreavunderground.bandcamp.com, or if you want to know more about their upcoming shows, or basically anything about them, uh, buy merch, uh, their blog, gallery videos, literally anything. You just go to moreavunderground.com. And I must say, their website really is well done. Anyway, you know what? Let's talk about um, let's talk about noticing things. How does that sound? I think that sounds like a good idea. I'm getting tired of listening to myself talk. Okay, so noticing things. What do you what do you think when I say that? Now, um, like I said, it's not um, not everybody can pull off the whole Sherlock Holmes type deal. But, you know, if you can, congratulations. I don't understand why you're not famous. Anyway, this skill is uh, is very important when dealing with clients or customers, although that's not the only place it can be used. Jordan King talks about planning workouts for customers and motivating them. When he creates workouts, he has to notice what works for this particular client and create a workout for that person. Now, if he ignores what the person struggles with and does easily the idea of personal training kind of goes out the window. But many of us aren't personal trainers, and not all of us have clients to deal with. So let's look at different things you could notice about in a person. Uh, I feel like one of the easiest ones to notice is the tone. 
If you're talking to someone, if they do they have a bright, clear, happy tone, what do you think that suggests? It probably suggests that they're in a good mood, or at least they're faking being in a good mood. And if someone raises the pitch of their voice, they're either mad or excited. You know, this happens to me all the time. I have many different voices, and when I get excited or mad, it goes up, and it goes up like crazy. You know, I have my radio voice when I go like this, and then I have the voice that I talk to you guys with. I really don't know where this came from. But then when I get really excited, it goes up like this. Anyway, um, I'm sure you want to listen to me talk about my voice, but um, let's move on. So when you're talking to different people, listen to see what kind of tone they're taking with you. You could hear if they're exasperated, if, um, if they really don't care about what you're talking about, uh, if they're using a monotone voice or if they're excited if they're faking it or if they've made it. I've talked about faking it before, and I really love that concept. The reason this works, frankly, is because people are way too lazy to notice things. You know, when working on drive-thru at McDonald's, it's been proven that you can hear the smile of the server. You can sound happy and enthusiastic, but if the customer's paying attention, you can probably tell if you're smiling or not. Isn't that weird? You can hear a smile. The tone of your voice can set an entire mood of the conversation. You can hear reluctancy, you can hear eagerness, you can hear sadness. And it's not easy for the first while, but make a conscious effort and things will come easily. Another place that we can look for tone is through text. Now this is a place where it's kind of a touchy subject because Some people will argue that you can't show tone over text, and some people argue the exact opposite. What I found from personal experience is you can show tone over text, but unconsciously. So some people will say that it's hard to portray tone through text, and they are 100% right. And, uh, you know, that's why we have different tools to help us. But most of the tones that we put in there are unconsciously put in there, like I said. A friend once told me that I overanalyze text messages. And you know, this person is right. Sometimes a text message without the little laugh slash cry face emoji, whatever the heck it's called. Yeah, you, you know which one I mean anyway. Just because they don't send that doesn't mean they aren't laughing. Just because they don't send the little smiley face on the end doesn't mean they aren't smiling or having a good time. It doesn't mean that they're mad at you or angry at you. Sometimes, oh, okay, just means what it says. If someone says, oh, okay, well, then good, good luck. Because depending on who you're talking to and what you're talking about, it can mean so many different things, okay? My brother, when he says, oh, okay, he, that's, the tone he, that's the tone he says it in in person. So therefore, I know that over text when he says that, he's usually a bit sad or disappointed or something along those lines. My friend, however, she just says it when she agrees with me. So, you know, tone is much harder to see over text, but if you're on the lookout for the different changes, you can notice it. Just be touchy with it, because um, most changes are coincidental. They're unconsciously there, and they don't even realize that their tone is changing. So just be wary about that. Now, another place where we can see language is on the other end of the spectrum. Body language. So, first let's talk about other people's body language. Once again, this can indicate many different things, and there are so many different poses that I won't go into all of them. But here are a few for your consideration. Arms crossed, leaned a little back, usually means the person is 
being a little defensive or when he's being attacked in any way. People, when they when they feel like they're being attacked or their ideas or thoughts or um, anything that, that they consider part of them is being attacked, they will put, they will, um, unless they're making a conscious effort not to, they will put themselves in a defensive stance, which usually they'll move back a little bit or um, the biggest one, like I said, is is crossing your arms and uh, kind of leaning a little bit back. They do that because they feel warm, they feel secure, like they they like they can defend themselves. Uh, some people also consider hands in pockets either discomfort or boredom. Uh, I've seen it many times in person. Their arms straight and hands fully in their pockets is a big indicator of uneasiness. So you got to look out for these things when you're either dealing with a customer or you're dealing with somebody. Um, even if you're talking about something that um, you don't usually talk about, you got to watch out for these things because you might be making the other person uncomfortable or you might be offending them. Now, on that note, offending people. Um, I'm going to talk about this for a second. I wasn't planning to, but people get so offended in our day and age. I don't need to stress that part. You can be a, you can't change how other people think, but you can pay attention and watch how you think. So um, a big part of it is being open to other ideas. If you're going into a conversation where you where um, it's your idea against somebody else's idea, maybe it's a debate, maybe it's a discussion, maybe it's an argument. You need to walk into that knowing that you could be wrong. Now, I know I I have certain beliefs, and I know that mine aren't wrong. I had a discussion with Mike Kirkfleet the other day about um, different religions. Okay, we had a discussion. We talked about it. I didn't yell at him. He didn't yell at me. We didn't get angry. We're still friends, right? We both walked in open-minded. If any, if everybody could do that, could you think, uh, think about how different the world would be? We wouldn't be worrying about red Starbucks cups. I don't know if that's still a thing, but I'm bringing it up. Okay, we wouldn't have to worry about these dumb little things because we can move on, because we want to get along with a person, because sometimes you need to realize that they're not, they're not really attacking you. You may think they're attacking you and your ideas, but it's just a statement of something they believe. Anyway, I have no idea how I got on that. Anyway, let's take it back a little bit. Um, let's talk about people's eyes. How does that sound? What can we learn from people's eyes? There's too many things, way too many things to talk about. And in different situations, they can mean so many different things. There's a, a fact that has been spread saying that when people lie, they will uh, make less eye contact than normal. That uh, if, they're, if they're telling a lie, they'll look at the ground or they'll look away. And people that are telling the truth, they'll stare you right in the eye. And you know, that right there is a lie. And I'm staring you right in the eye when I'm saying that. A liar is going to keep more eye contact because when telling a lie, this person wants to see if you believe the lie that they just said. They will. They want to follow through with it. But if you're trying to sell somebody, say, a car or a house or something like that, the customer might keep eye contact if they're serious about buying. Like I said, different situations, different things. And now let's talk about how um, people act. So obviously different people will respond differently to different situations. But you could look out for different signals that people put out. Um, the one thing that I keep coming back to is the chest out, head up. What does that mean? Confidence. If somebody has a loud, clear tone, they either have a lot of experience in the situations or they're winging it. People talk about, you know, alpha males, which refers to people who take charge in situations. 
And then there's, you know, the beta males or the zeta, omega, omega males, which refer to people who follow the alpha males. And now these terms say males, but don't, don't worry. Women can take charge too. I've seen it so many times, so don't get your knickers in a knot. If you put a small group of people in a high stress situation, it quickly becomes clear who is who. So the next time you're in any kind of stressful situation or you're just hanging out with your friends, pay attention whether you're a leader or a follower. Pay attention to what you want to be. It can help you to see who you are. Now, okay, now that we're out of the whole uh, deep soul-searching type stuff, let's talk about maybe some language. Listening to what people say can completely change how you view them and vice versa. If you're used to swearing without rain, it can make a bad impression on both you, your peers, and strangers. Now think about it. If you're in public, say in a restaurant somewhere, and someone is swearing like a trucker, you kind of view them differently, don't you think? Like, what's wrong with them? Why are they doing this? There's really no need for all these F-bombs. And, uh, like, it's not like you, um, it's not like you're rude to them or anything, but it's just, it kind of offsets it. Now, on the other hand, if somebody is respectful, you know, they let the big family go in line first, um, they always, they don't swear, they don't even come close to swearing, their vocabulary is very distinct, and you kind of view them differently as well. But it's a good kind of different. Now, when you're in public, look out for people's languages. If somebody says something like this, I don't know what the fudge is taking so long. Well, you're probably, they were probably pretty close to swearing. But, you know, they stopped themselves. And the reason they stopped themselves is because they were probably out in public. And not very many people like swearing in public. I don't blame them. Now, some people consider cursing, swearing, rude, and a sign that they're uneducated. But... I don't know how true that might be, but I know people that swear like a trucker, but they're also some of the smartest people that I know. There's a uh, there's a show called Lie to Me. It's on Netflix. You can find it there. But this show is literally just detectives who read facial expressions to see if people are lying or not. Now, they don't just use facial expressions. They use the rest of their, they use tone, they use body language, they use their eyes. Everything that I've mentioned, they use that. Now, these people have become so good at this skill that they've made a career out of it. Some facial expressions can include contempt, anger, and disgust. Now think about it, those three things, you can see all that, you can see all that in your face. To see contempt, the ends of the mouth is going to move up just a, li- just a little bit. If you pay attention to that, you can see if somebody thinks they're better than you. Or it's a smile. To see anger, look for scrunched up eyebrows. And uh, disgust, look for a wrinkled nose. You know, some of these, like the last two were pretty big, but these are called micro-expressions. And when somebody's lying, they can fake the big expressions, but micro-expressions are a lot harder to fake. So if you want to know more about reading micro-expressions, seriously, just watch the show Lie to Me. I've learned so much watching a drama detective series show than I have from any other show I've seen. Or just literally Google micro-expressions. I'm not going to delve too far into that. Okay, so I'm done teaching you how to lie and um, how to be a human lie detector. But, you know, look out for these things the next time you're with your friends, the next time you're in public, the next time you're anywhere around other people. Look for the different tones in voice and in text. Look for eye movement and body language. Oh, you know, don't forget about the swearing. 
And now, um, as always, I will end with a quote that I've pulled from the World Wide Web. Do you ever notice how many people notice you, but you don't notice them because you're too busy noticing people that will never notice you? Dramatic pause and outro. Here we go. So thank you for listening to this 15-minute episode of Awesomeness. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned from it. If you did, if you didn't, let me know. Please, if you can, leave a review on iTunes. Much appreciated. Um, leave a five-star. Don't leave a one-star. Actually, you know what? Either one would be really cool right now, just so I know that you guys are actually listening. Um, you know, if you're listening on Google Play, leave me a review too there. I don't know how to do that. I'm an Apple guy. Whoops. Um, and I should, I'm trying to get this up on maybe TuneIn and stuff like that. So hopefully you guys can listen there as well. Uh, thank you again to everybody who's listening. And, you know, if you want to add me on, say, Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat, here are my handles. And they're also going to be in the link below. On Twitter, I'm at Abe Common. On Instagram, I'm, I guess it's at, again, Abe Common, the same thing. On Facebook, though, okay, here's the tricky part. On Facebook, I'm just Peter's Broadcasting. And then on a Snapchat, if you want to add me on there, because I try to post on there most often. Um, I don't know, I like Snapchat. It's Isn't So Common Abe. Because Common Abe, they wouldn't let me do that. Isn't So Common Abe is how you can find me on Snapchat. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you very much, and good night.